This week's podcast brought to you by Rainbow Tutus. The other day, our nine-year-old was looking for a recipe that she could make, a new recipe, and she Googled something, and she went in and came into our the room where we were sitting all upset and said, I don't even have the first ingredient, refrigerated pie crust. Well, what did you want to make? And she said, I wanted to make an easy queech. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. We should have been recording the lead-up to this podcast because we set up the equipment, we sat down on opposite couches, and engaged in a five-minute staring contest. As we have finally come to the place where there's nothing to say. <laughs> I think we probably came to the, that place in the third podcast. Right, true. It has never been more stark than the 27th week of quarantine. This is, this is, our, our people who have been listening to the podcast during quarantine will appreciate this. I no longer... Have people been listening to the podcast during quarantine? I don't know, but quarantine? if they have, if they have, I no longer know which week we're in. I've even stopped keeping track of that. <laughs> I think we're around 12, somewhere been, in there. It's been three months, hasn't it? Yes, it's been three months. You know what's interesting, though? Um, I, f- I f- follow or subscribe to the state, the newspaper in South Carolina, because during the women's basketball season, you know, they have a ton of coverage of the University of South Carolina, who's a really good team. And so it's one way, you know, for me to, um, you know, follow what's being said about their team. Anyway, as a result of that, I get daily emails. And it's been really interesting to me the last two weeks to see some of their coverage and not only, uh, you know, they're basically living the life we were a month or two ago as it pertains to coronavirus. You know, their their numbers are going up almost every day. Their headline is, you know, the most cases, uh, you know, the next day we've seen the most cases. And then there was also a story in their paper, I think it was a week ago, about, you know, how people can't find puzzles. And that was the story as I was looking at it and just thinking, literally, the people living in South Carolina are living our life from two months ago as their numbers were increasing and they were kind of, you know, just keep going up and they're trying to find things to do as they're quarantining and can't find puzzles. Anyway, it was just interesting in it to me how it's clearly hitting different parts of the country at different moments and in, in, in what they're in the middle of. Meanwhile, we have a national puzzle stockpile. If anybody needs a puzzle that's missing one to 12 pieces, um, they can certainly come borrow them from us. I guess the other commodity that's been really difficult to find um, once you get past toilet paper and paper towels are bikes because so many people are looking to ride bikes right now you know it's a it's one of the things you can do outside even with friends because if you're on a bike you're automatically six feet apart so one of my girlfriends was looking for a, a, a bike for her fourth grader and like Target Walmart those are all sold out was going to the local bike shops. They don't have any bikes for kids that age. They said, you know, they just wait. They might get a shipment in and immediately they're gone. 
And so then she's looking on the, would it be the secondary market, the tertiary market? What, what would it be? Like on Facebook and all of those places where people sell stuff. Um, was she looking on the dark web? She's looking, I don't think that quite qualifies as the dark web. It's the bicycle dark web when you're when you're haunting tag sales yes. uh, before they're actually open to the public. Right, right. And then and the person says, this is not a tag sale that I'm setting up for Saturday. This is my garage and you're stealing my bike. <laughs> so my friend yesterday, she was sending me pictures of, you know, there's there's like a bike available in a place in Massachusetts two hours away. And uh, I Googled it and I said, they're selling this price, this bike for more than it costs brand new. And so that one was a no. Anyway, she ended up finding a bike in Springfield, which is about 45 minutes from us. And yesterday she went and picked up the bike. And so her, her daughter was all excited. And so um, our nine-year-old and her nine-year-old, they wanted to meet so that they could ride there. So her, her friend could ride her, you know, brand new, in quotes, bike. So anyway, so there's a church near us with a big, freshly paved parking lot. We said that would be the best place to go, safest place. There's no cars going in and out. And so we met there, and the kids are, are riding their bikes around, and my friend and I are, are walking around. And uh, my friend had also in the last week had gone to Target and gotten her daughter and our daughter a little, I don't know, it's like a skirt, a tutu. It was a tutu. And it was a rainbow tutu. And so her daughter and our daughter, she let, let them put those on. And so they're both wearing their rainbow tutus, like running around the church parking lot. And I just had to laugh thinking, you know, unintentionally as, as you have these two little kids in their rainbow, I think probably, you know, they're only being sold in June, gay pride tutus riding around the church, the Catholic church parking lot just um, seemed kind of funny to me. <laughs> You mentioned the bike being resold for more than it was sold for as new. We've taken a few bikes in over the years to get tuned up and found out that the cost of the tune-up is greater than the value of the bicycle. And it reminds me of the various sweatshirts that I've had that we were going to take in to get the zipper sewn back on and realizing that the, the cost of a new sweatshirt was less than the cost of having the zipper repaired. Well, we weren't getting the zipper sewn back on. Usually we were getting the zipper replaced. And um, I guess that's a similar thing. But yeah, and it would. It would cost more than the uh, worth of the sweatshirt. The evolution of the grocery store. I did my, my weekly Monday grocery shopping. And uh, to, I'm sure, the delight of many, at least our grocery store, the toilet paper and paper towel aisle now regularly have not only items in them, but the good quality items. You know, the, the the name brand good paper towels are back. Same with the toilet paper. Would it be Brawny? Brawny is back, Is yes. Brawny the quicker picker-upper? Uh, I don't know. They, that was Bounty, also, I think. I think Bounty, yeah, no, Bounty, Bounty was the quicker-picker-upper. I think there's Scott is, is a decent paper towel. You have no idea, really, do you? Uh, well, I know which ones I get, and they're decent. Um, anyway... The is it based exclusively items. on circumference, do you think? If, if The circumference of the side view? I don't know. Okay. Um, it could be the circumference. Yes, I'll go with that. It's the circumference of the side view determines the quality of the product. Anyway, the two items. The two items. And, the and side maybe, view when it's laid horizontally. Right, right. And maybe it's I mean, looking, just, looking at the barrel end of it. Maybe it's just our one stop and shop because I haven't gone to other stop and shops. 
and I haven't gone to other groceries. I haven't looked at like Target or anything. But in our one stop and shop, the item, the two items that I want to buy that have been out of stock for the last, it's getting close to a month now. One of them is Pam Spray. You know, the nonstick Pam. spray, Pam, P-A-M. Oh, you always say Pam spray. It's just Pam. Pam. Well, for people who don't regularly use it or grocery shop, it helps. It's the nonstick spray that you use, like, if you're going to be scrambling eggs or something. So Pam spray is, has but, but not when, been in when, stock. When you say Pam spray, you're suggesting that there is also a, a Pam, Pam spackling compound <laughs> that people use? Well, or? maybe there is. I don't know. There isn't. I don't know. The Pam spray. I, I like to get my Pam in, in uh in a speed stick. <laughs> that they actually could make a stick. It, that would work that would nicely. Work. Uh, anyway, Pam Spray, out of stock. And the other one, it, which is interesting to me, are the like original combos, the cheese-filled cracker combos, because they still have the pretzel combos, but I don't like the pretzel combos as much. I like on occasion, not not too much, but I like on occasion to have a cheese-filled combo. <laughs> Those have been gone. But it's not that I'm so desperate for them. I have gone to anywhere else looking for, anywhere else looking for them. But I just think that's two odd items for the grocery store to be out of. But it, it is worth noting, because I mentioned last week, I think it was last week, that they had taken the arrows off the floor. They have returned the arrows. They don't go down the entirety of the floor anymore, but at each end, there's either an, a big blue X or a big blue arrow. So you know whether or not you're allowed to go that direction down the aisle. So I, I applaud Stop and Shop for for returning the arrows. Tune else came in spray form and both as a spray and a solid. What? There was originally, I can't believe it's not butter. And then there was, I can't believe it's not butter spray. Right. Remember that commercial? Yeah. We never had the spray, but I remember on occasion we my never mom had the would spray get the, the, it was the small yellow tub. She never got the big yellow tub. I don't it was know that country crock. Isn't that what that is? That was a brown one. Yeah. Country crock was in the brown, like plastic tub. And I can't believe it's not butter. It was in the yellow one. Margarine was a big thing when I was a kid for TV commercials. And you don't really see that, that anymore, but it was, it was always, uh, Butter parquet yeah. and butter. Well, that there was that whole stretch where people thought that vegetable oil and those butter substitutes were healthier than butter, and um, I think we've come back around to realizing or believing that that's not necessarily the case. So we literally shouldn't have believed it's not butter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. The butter was lying. The fake butter was lying. There was also, of course, imperial margarine, where with the crown. Do you remember that at all? Not as well as I remember the other two you mentioned, okay. which means no. <laughs> well, one other activity that we've discovered during quarantine, we've been walking the dog, which is not the activity I'm talking about, though that is a fairly recent discovery that we have a dog who can be walked in the evening. But um, when that dog does its business in somebody's yard, you have you came up with a brilliant idea that because we're walking back, in the opposite direction, a half an hour from now, rather than leave this at the curb here, we'll leave the bag on the other side of the street. So you would throw it to the other curb. And sometimes you would leave it a foot short of that curb, and I would retrieve Not it, walk usually. back to the other curb, and, and no. I would throw it I would throw it up against the curb, and it like a game of quarters. And you likened it to um, the when Michael Jordan would play quarters with the, with the uh, white-haired 
the guy with the white perm on the um, long white perm, the Last yeah. Dance documentary, and um, and so we've been competing by throwing uh, 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 dog poop bags across the street to the opposite curb. Well, because our dog tends to on her what? How long do we go for a walk? Like forty five minutes for an hour, to an hour with her. She tends to stop twice to do her business, and yeah. It becomes a competition to see who can perfectly place as we throw the bag across the street. Um, perfectly place the bag nestled up against the curb. So um, <laughs> that's what it's come to. <laughs> Having our, there's no sports, so our competition is uh, is seeing who can get the dog poop bag closest to the curb as we toss it across. <laughs> and, and this is a non sequitur, but we were talking about margarine commercials earlier, and this is what. This is what was driving me crazy. Imperial margarine had the crown, but there was chiffon margarine. Chiffon margarine chiffon? was, it's not, not chiffon. How did you C-H-I-F-F-O-N, chiffon, the material, chiffon. Mm-hmm. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Mother Nature, I didn't know you were so fine on the vine. Well, there's a lot you don't know. I'll bet you don't know about this. Oh, come on. That's a stick of my... Sweet, creamy butter. That's chiffon stick margarine. Chiffon stick margarine? Right, chiffon fooled you. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. If you think it's butter, but it's not, it's chiffon. Don't you remember that? Denny, Denny will will find that it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Did you they don't remember sing the it commercial? Or did they say it. No, just it was the, the way same actress, the same actress who who would say it. And uh, Dina Dietrich was her name. I didn't know that at the time. And she was born in 1928, so she must have been, uh, you know, fifty-ish when she was doing those commercials in the 70s. Um, but yes, it, it 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 scared me as a kid, and that's the first I've recalled that in. 40 years. Well, as we've learned quite a bit over the course of the last, I don't know, however many years, yes, it truly is not nice. Try to fool Mother Nature. Well, I thought you were going to say, as we've learned uh, a lot over the last years, everything scared you as a kid. <laughs> well, that sounds true as well. But but isn't margarine fooling Mother Nature? Oh, that's right. She would take a bite of it, thinking it's butter, realize that it's margarine, and then say it's not nice to fool Mother Nature, and then there would be lightning and thunder, as I recall. Oh, it was actually Mother Nature taking the bite? Yeah, they, yeah, they actually got Mother Nature. Um, they contacted With Mother this, Nature's this agent. Woman, was this woman pretending to be Mother Nature? That's that's, the, that's that, that the was the bit. That was the bit in the ad campaign. And it only ran for about 30 years, so it was pretty successful. But I guess you don't see chiffon margarine in the grocery store anymore, do you? No, but I don't really look for the margarine. It could exist. I don't if it know. does, please get it. Yeah. This is going to be the weirdest podcast ever in a in a, in a uh list of 100 weird podcasts but we just played on you youtube just played me the i just chiffon. played for you on youtube and and the jingle comes back to me instantly if you think it's butter but it's not it's chiffon that doesn't ring a bell at all to you it doesn't you are both you're both a little bit younger than i am and 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 didn't watch as much tv as i did i think probably well, but I think those commercials think ran well into the 80s. I think the first thing is definitely true. Well, I, I think, think the second well, is probably true. Anyway, um, I think we have filled the the niche podcast uh, void of discussing margarine commercials of the 70s. I hope probably, so. probably haven't even haven't even pioneered that uh, 
podcast niche. But anyway, what were you about to say? No, it's just I don't know that I was about to say anything. But as my you weren't, I just thought I would put you on the spot by <laughs> by throwing it to you and saying, "What were you about to as say?" As my mind, my mind is bouncing around. We mentioned that a couple of our kids are, you know, done with school this week. Two are done with school last week. Later on this afternoon, we have to go to our daughter's high school. We're gonna, they're doing a drive-by where they're just going to throw us. Thinking, speaking they're, of They're going to load diplomas into a confetti cannon and shoot them at cars. <laughs> no, they, they already did that for the seniors. But speaking of you know throwing the bag full, full of dog poop, this is kind of how I envision it. They're going to throw the bag full of her locker contents at us. Uh, you know, do not, we're not allowed to get out of the car. We drive a certain way. We stop, and they'll give us a bag full of locker contents. And for our oldest daughter, I mean, that could be... Uh, a cup that at one point had a smoothie in it. It could be a sandwich in in an opened Ziploc bag. Yeah, it could be disgusting. And then um, later on this week, they're doing a similar thing for our younger kids. And, uh, you know, we have to return their iPads and their basketball uniforms because it was actually basketball season when this whole thing started. Um, It's like, it's like, you know, there's a house fire or something. You can go back and retrieve the contents that, and we don't even remember now what, but many of them were. We've asked our kids what was in your locker, and yeah. they really can't. So they we're retrieving their stuff, but it's not only their locker. Like you know, our, our uh, fourth grader in particular, but also sixth grader and eighth grader, they have school supplies in their desks, and who knows? I mean, this could be a lot of stuff. I fully expect well, a team of from ServePro in hazmat suits will be tonging the contents back to us in mylar bags through the window. Just such a. It's just so, so, such a, the whole thing's been, you know, we've talked about just how odd and weird and different it's been. And uh, this, this will be the same. And um, especially with having absolutely zero idea what things are going to look like uh, in the fall. You know, a lot of schools are going back, colleges are going back early. They're um, ending at Thanksgiving. You know, who knows? Who knows what it's going to look like for elementary, middle, and high schools around here and, and everywhere. But, um, you know, I guess we'll wait and see. But uh, just such a crazy, crazy world. Well, as much as I'd like to exhaust um, YouTube's supply of margarine commercials of the 1970s, there are more important things going on in your life, in our lives, uh, and in the world right now, especially. So why don't we just get to viewer mail so that everybody can get on with um more important business of 2020. Does that sound good to you, Rebecca? Yeah, let's get on to viewer mail. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Uh, this uh, viewer mail sent to ballandchainpod at gmail.com has the promising header, Glasses with Mask Solution. And we talked last week, I think, about uh, the difficulty of up our glasses wearing glasses wearing and a mask at the same time. And I've, I, I've solved, I, I don't know what Hannah's solution is here. I will, um, I will read it in a second, but, um, my, I, I solved that this week by losing my mask. And, um, and so the next time I had to go into a store, I wore a bandana and I was wearing contacts. I've worn contacts the last few days when allergies have allowed. And that solves the, uh, that solves the fogging up the glasses. But the, the, the bandana, uh, because it's not secured like under my chin, I mean, it goes down to about mid-chest, but it allows air to to get in and out. Now, maybe that's defeating the purpose of, of wearing the mask in the first place. Anyway, yesterday, Anna, well, Just quickly, yesterday yes, was the first time I was in your presence while you were um, 
wearing the bandana and uh it's a little bit and the bandana look is a little intimidating not only because it's long but the way you tie it it smushes the bottom of your nose down so you don't even really look like you're talking about me specifically Uh, yes you specifically um i don't love the look of the bandana i understand it's better for you but it's it's a scarier look than the little polka dotted mask you were wearing. So do you think before. when I when I when I was going in to buy ice cream cones last night, they thought that I, maybe I was sticking up the joint? Maybe. And you were also harder to understand when you were speaking. I'm just throwing. I'm just letting you okay. know. Okay. Well, if you could find my mask, then <laughs> why should I find your? You mask? shouldn't. I Be- know where my mask is. So why you, don't so, you find? So your you're mask? not frightened by me, my my bandana. You got annoyed with me the other day because you um, said something about borrowing my mask and i was fine with you borrowing my, my my mask but i just said where's your mask and um i don't know maybe it's upstairs and but you didn't you did not want to look for your mask you just wanted to go out to get gas or whatever you were going to do but um i think it's important that you know where you put things so now the mask is lost just wondering the mask is not lost it's it's somewhere you just can't find it right so. Anyway, Hannah has a solution. My dad was dealing with a similar problem where his glasses were fogging up until I saw something on Facebook that said, if you put a tissue on the top end of your mask over the brim of your nose, your glasses won't fog up as much. Here's a link to the Facebook post. Uh, there is a link, and um, and it's a horizontal piece of, of tissue folded up to about an inch in in uh, height, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I can't imagine why that would work, but, but if it does... I'm willing to try it, and and you go from looking scary to ridiculous. ridiculous. Also, thank you, Steve, for sending the autographed book for my dad's birthday. He burned through it and was laughing out loud at it. Well, thank you. Hope you're doing well, Hannah, formerly of Connecticut College, currently of Zoom University. Good old ZU, everybody's uh, alma mater these days. Right. Um, thank you, Hannah. And a few people who requested signed books, I, I've gotten back to you um, with with uh, the secret handshake instructions. So. Last week's viewer mail um, that sent Irma's blueberry buckle recipe, lots of people asked me to uh, post it. So it's posted on our Instagram account at Ball and Chain Podcast. And uh, I also linked to that post on um, on Twitter at Ball and Chain Pod for anyone looking for uh, Irma's blueberry buckle recipe. I haven't made it yet, but when I was at the grocery yesterday, I did buy extra blueberries so that I could make it. Did you get any extra buckle or do we have no you you make the buckle but i did i got the nice sweet big blueberries with the intention of uh making a delicious buckle and did you tap up our supply of irma (laughs) no okay melanie uh, writes hi rebecca and steve thanks for continuing our podcast during the quarantine it's one of the high points of the week thank you melanie sounds a little pathetic doesn't it she says "I, i i was going to say that but you said it for me um you mentioned that wearing masks uh, make glasses fog up. I've tried one fix I read about that works pretty well. And it is and it is what Hannah said. If you fold up a small square of tissue like Kleenex and put it over the bridge of your nose before you put the mask on, it mostly stops the fogging. Using your glasses to anchor the mask holds the tissue in place. Sad what we've had to learn. And, adds Melanie, I've become quite a car pantry pro since this all started. I Car pantry. Did I say pantry? No, I think you said pantry. I've become, this is a tongue twister, quite a car pantry pro since this all started. I've been developing skills since before COVID, but it has become much more of a thing since COVID. So if you need a car pantry specialist, I think I qualify. Melanie, you are officially our car pantry 
consultant. Well, the, the car pantry becomes a little trickier this time of year because as cars can get really warm, you you know can no longer have like a granola bar with chocolate chips because they'll melt. There's there's melting concerns now with the car pantry that we didn't have a, a couple months ago. When we talk about car pantries, I think perhaps the staple of our of our car pantry on long car rides is uh, the aforementioned cracker combos. It's one of those foods that I, I I seldom eat when I'm not in motion at 60 miles per hour or, or faster. I, 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 it's something that I don't often eat while stationary. Yeah, it's something I never used to eat. And for some reason during quarantine, I was enjoying a couple afternoon combos and um, and I can't enjoy them the, anymore. The other thing that really springs to mind in that regard is um, foods that I only eat while driving are uh, the short stack of Pringles and the Pringles can. And, and you know when, when the can is designed to fit in your cup holder that um, you're not alone in that regard. Although Pringles have always come in that silo even before they're cup holders. Like, I think beef jerky was the initial, the original food that you only eat when you're in the car. Harold of Tom, Dick, and Harry writes, Steve, I don't know why he's leaving you out of this, Rebecca, but maybe, oh, I, I see why, because the subject is air filter. You would be proud... Uh, to hear that today I changed my first furnace air filter. Having lived in an old house with a with a boiler the past 16 years, I never needed to change a filter. Attached is a photo of my furnace air filter, which I had not changed since moving into my new house last August, and and it is it is uh, it's disgusting. unspeakably disgusting. It's a solid mass of of fuzz and gunk this and is, funk. This is going to be, a, and we'll revisit this next week to see if it happened. I'm putting this on your to do list, but I understand that I have to play a part in it. It's been a while since the Golics were here, and that is the last time our air filter was changed. We have some filters here. I'm going to have to go back and find the video so you can watch it, so you can remember how to clean the air filter. But between this week and next week, will you change the air filter if I find the video? Absolutely. Okay. And then um, you can make a video of that. Uh, hi, Restiva writes, Ralph, I will be happy to hear... Rebecca, back on the call for as many uh, games as possible in the WNBA. Rebecca, what's going on there? Nothing yet. Um, we're still waiting to hear. The NBA has kind of announced what they're going to do, their format. The WNBA has not yet announced um, what they're going to do. I, th I don't know. I think that announcement should be coming in the next week. Um, that's my guess. I don't have any inside knowledge of that. Um but hopefully it's similar to the NBA's, uh, you know, I, I've read uh, what Michelle Vopel posted on ESPN.com, which was that the WNBA hopes to start, I think it was uh, a week before the NBA at the end of July. Uh, same thing. They'd have a you know single site also in Florida um, at, the, I think, the IMG Academy, which is in Tampa, I believe. Um, but in terms of our coverage, uh, you know, we were ESPN was supposed to cover 16 regular season games this season and then the playoffs. Um, hopefully we would be able to do something similar if there is a season. I don't know logistically what that means um, in terms of where we will be calling the games from, waiting to hear just like everybody else. But uh, hopefully announcement comes soon. But um, if you want to see what Michelle Vopel wrote in terms of what she's learned, it's on ESPN.com. IMG Academy is in Bradenton. Florida, Bradenton. south of Tampa. Okay. Um, 
And Ralph asks, will Steve, Steve, will your children be able to root for their favorite team to give a crowd feel to the game? So if you were to, you, you don't know, right? If, if you were to do the game from from home, presumably your, your children would be barred from going anywhere near you. I think I saw something yesterday. Somebody at Turner, it might have been one of their announcers, um, I read, he said, you know, that they will be calling NBA games. Turner will be calling NBA games, he thinks, from a studio in Atlanta, pumping in crowd music. Which to me, that's crowd weird. music or crowd noise. Uh, I'm sorry, crowd. I think he said crowd noise. Crowd noise. Crowd. What is crowd music? I don't, I don't know. So it must be crowd noise. So I don't know. Well, this, they've been doing that in European soccer, and and it uh, like they've been what pumping in like cheering and that kind of sound. It, it started with nothing, and then and then. Uh, is this in the arena or just no, no, for the it, television it, audience? It started with nothing, so the television audience just heard coaches yelling and players shouting and but not in a good way really it was uh-huh. it was just kind of echoey and and uh and then they've they've started pumping in some crowd noise or pumping in crowd noise uh playing crowd noise in the broadcast and that was a little weird but then they got it honed to where you have cheering timed to a goal being scored or or less cheering when the opposing team scores but it's a there's a fine Art to it, and then and then but places the players are now putting up, are still not hearing any of. I don't that. know what the this players are hearing. Just on the broadcast. No, I I think that's being piped in over PA as well. But uh, but they they are having on on you know, every place has these giant video screens now. They're making it essentially a, a giant Zoom call where they can have some fans reacting on the on the screen in real time to stuff that goes on. So I mean, it, it's it's all you know trying to replicate something that can't be replicated but um were you watching the games when there was none of the crowd sound yeah that's the only time it? i was watching it really and was it how was it as it, it was fine it was experience. it was it was much less interesting much less exciting it was uh you know uh so much particularly of specifically of european soccer is the atmosphere and the chanting and the singing and the crowd noise and the players have said as much that you know there's nothing to feed off of so it's it's different, and and there are there are only so many camera angles that you can incorporate that don't show empty acreage of of empty seats. So of course it's worse. Well, it's um it'll be interesting too because when you go to an NBA game, a WNBA game, there's a lot of music that's pumped in by the team to get the crowd going. You know, whether it's at Madison Square Garden or it's bam, 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 right. bam, whatever. Like, I'm interested, well, I, I too, with I, no crowd, will they still be pumping in some of the music? I don't think that stuff is so much to get the team going. They may say that it is. It's, it's no, to, it's to get it's, the crowd going. Or even to get the crowd going. It's, it's, to, it's to distract from the many, many boring bits of professional sports. Um, and and the NBA, I think they're they're for years they've been sort of uh, almost fearful that you know there'll be a, a quiet moment of contemplation during this and and there isn't there isn't any chance for that uh, with the music and all that stuff. Baseball, of course, is four hours of quiet contemplation, and um, you can't paper over all of that with with music though they've they've tried as well well i the nfl to me is the worst watching live it's 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 your you're the studio audience for a tv production and and you know you're just sitting there as everybody's standing around 
while they go into a four minute commercial break. Right. Well, anyway, it'll. I've got nothing to report. Um, you know, beyond what Michelle Vopel has reported, and uh, but I like all of this stuff that we're talking about. I'm on the TV side of it, really interested to see what the broadcast will look and sound and feel like. Um, so uh, we'll just wait and see. End of July sounds like the time. And finally, uh, before we let you go, if you haven't already gone, we're not holding you captive. But uh, for those still with us, Jackie uh, sends a photo from uh, from your favorite candy bar, Rebecca. Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit uh, put out this little contest. What would you call the latest bar from Whatchamacallit with chocolate, chocolatey crisps and peanut butter? Aside from awesome, that is. Let us know. Enter the Whatchamacallit bar naming contest. No purchase necessary. So, Rebecca. So, Whatchamacallit has, has put it? out a new candy bar and there's a naming contest. Name our candy bar contest. Because they used all of their creativity on Whatchamacallit. <laughs> That's a good point. They, I think they, they should probably come up with a name for Whatchamacallit before they, <laughs> before they come put up out a second name. bar, with, which presumably... Would have to be called thingamabob, wouldn't you think? Thingamajig. Thingamajig, thingamabob. Uh, um, we can't be bothered, perhaps? <laughs> perhaps. Um, but that's exciting. I didn't know they were coming out with a new candy bar. I mean, I can't be better than a whatchamacallit, but it can still be pretty good. The but thingamajig. The, th- the thingamajig. Okay, well, I think um, I think we've exhausted each other <laughs> we've certainly done that and and our listeners um so what's uh, is anything else you want to you want to add to this nothing else i want to add marginal and marginal this marginal podcast. and slightly disappointing podcast slightly <laughs> no but tom dick harry mercifully play us out please Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.